Uh, I so I've decided that even though predominantly this is a video game podcast, we're going to talk about video games. Today, I did want to espouse an alternative option of where you might spend your $60 plus tax. Okay. Buy a nice shower head, y'all. Oh, that's interesting. It's interesting. Just the, is it like, what'd you get? I'm not going to say a brand. I don't want this to seem like this is a sponsored segment. It's not. I'm going to just like, just espouse the benefits of like a shower head that's nice. Yeah. Hey, you big hunk of man. I have a question for you. Did you? Uh, did you install it yourself? Hell yeah, I did. Oh, wow. slow down. Hey. It's too nice a job to rush. <laughs> did you use a little plumber's tape on there? To uh, a little... Oh, yes, I did. Oh, a that's going to help with tape. leaking. Oh, boy. Can you, uh, can you give me your best Tim Allen grunt, Russ, just to sort of take the, just to sort of send this thing home? <clears throat> oh? That was the spell's not, broken. That was not good. No. It was bad. No, it was it's anything. over. The moment's passed. I'm moment's really passed. more of a. I'm, a inver- I'm inverted now. I'm inverted now. The spell. If you passed. had a fence in front of me, I'd be crushing it. Everybody's got to know if they're a Tim or a Wilson. <laughs> it's just. I'm a Lowell from Wings. <laughs> <laughs> what? My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best Resident Evil game that there is. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best Resident Evil game. That's it. My name is Russ Freshing, and I know the best game of the week. Chris Plant is too afraid to talk about zombie. He's not here. <laughs> Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It is a video game club. And just by listening, you're a member. And today, I'm checking the minutes of today's meeting. There's no old business. Well, I guess there's, there's only exclusively old business. <laughs> old business. <laughs> there is no new business. We are talking about the Resident Evil uh, franchise. We are going to be winnowing out the greatest Resident Evil game. And it's a discussion I'm excited to have. Uh, this is a storied franchise. Uh there are stories in it, so that is true. Sometimes. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes there's not. Even when <laughs> yeah. they're supposed to be, sometimes there's not really stories. Sometimes it's just like military guys show up in a city and they're just yep. like wrecked. Sometimes it's a big man and he wears a black jacket and he turns into a helicopter or something. And <laughs> that's okay too. That's a kind of that's a kind of story. That's a part of the hero's journey. I think Resident Evil is really interesting. If we can talk about the franchise holistically real quick. I think it's interesting because I was kind of researching to see like what other people where you, where other people stand on this. Um, I think Resident Evil is really interesting because there is not a general consensus on like, there's 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 games that have a lot of love. There are mm. games that have negative love, bordering mm. on distaste. Um, but people seem to want different things out of this franchise. There's different things about like, the their purists that miss the, the old, you know, tank controls and, and believe that that's the way, you know, that that... The badness made it scarier. There's people <laughs> who are way into the new, new direction of the series. I think that that makes for an interesting discussion. Um, yeah, we've. I think we've got a lot to tackle yeah. with the, the figuring out the best Resident Evil game. So let's get into it. Yeah. 
You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details. And all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. They're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Now, Russ, tell me how we set up this uh, this bracketing here. I was sure. So the bracket, real quick, uh, the the spirit of the bracket is it, normally we try to do randomized brackets here, but because we're dealing with ten games here instead of uh, you know an evenly broken out eight, I didn't, I was not able to randomize it. So these are the games that we've included: uh, Resident Evil one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, Village uh, seven. seven. Yeah. Uh, we've included zero, and we've included uh, included uh, Code Veronica, so that it makes for an even ten. Um, so it, the bracket's a little weird, but we're gonna have to do like a. If you've been watching the NBA playoffs, you'd know there's something called a play-in, yeah, where people basically have like a mini tournament to figure out whether they make it in, and those are all the shittiest teams. In this case, we've chosen the shittiest Resident Evil games to try to play in to the tournament. <laughs> to be immediately uh, demolished as soon as the next round starts. But That does seem likely, but you never know. There could be, the Dark Horse story could happen. Right. Can we also in like 30 seconds talk about sort of our history with the thing? Because I, I was not a Resident Evil fan, I will admit, until Resident Evil 4, really Resident mm -hmm. Evil 4 Wii Edition came out because I was... We joked about Plant earlier, but I was too scared. The original uh, Resident Evil gave me terrible nightmares uh, for a very long time that I, had, oh, I wow. was not interested in returning to the franchise. Because uh, I think I was like 10 when it came out, which is just about the right age for you to be very scared of zombies. Photorealistic, yeah, three-dimensional zombies on my of TV course, screen. Reasonable. Um, my first Resident Evil game experience i think was the remake of resident evil one that came out on the gamecube right um i never owned a playstation uh i did have a dreamcast but i didn't play code veronica on it um so i think that was the first resident evil game i played and it i liked it i i wasn't like over the moon about it until as griffin said resident evil 4 was like the breaking the point one. for me and i was like oh hell yeah it also made me go back and play the other resident evil games i have played them played them all at this point but it was not yeah. i was not on the ground floor I'm I'm of an age where I you know experienced these all like as they came out. We we got back into PlayStation like right around the time that Resident Evil came out. Um, so I think pretty sure I rented uh, these these bad boys 
Uh, I have played all of the main entry games, but like I'm not a purist about it. Like I I I tend to just sort of take each one as it comes. Um, so I'm 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 interested. I don't have a lot of religion here, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so cool. I'm, I'm interested to talk about these. So should we do our first? Uh, also, switch? we should say that we have left out a absolutely dizzying number of games <laughs> that are in this franchise. It's a 25 yeah. year old franchise. There are, I mean like 30 games depending on how sort of expansive you want to get there's like watch games there's game.com games there's uh rail shooters there's you know you name yeah it. those don't count no basically okay. we're gonna keep it easy otherwise we'd be here all day yeah uh let's start with the the play in playoffs okay so round one of the play in playoffs there are, there are two rounds to this uh section uh round one is resident evil 3 Versus Resident Evil Five. Okay, this, is, this one's a slam dunk because one of them's super racist. So like <laughs> that, that is true. Should make I do want to mention cakewalk. before we get into this. Uh, the only way we were able to pull this off was to fuse the remake. We've done this in previous brackets. Fuse the remakes together. So Resident Evil Three, for example, just recently had a remake as of last year. I want to say, um, and uh, so that should be grouped in with the original Resident Evil Three that came out on PlayStation One. Okay. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about Resident Evil 5. As Justin alluded to, Resident Evil 5 was pretty racist. <laughs> it, yeah, it, a lot of it took place in Africa. In, in, mm-hmm. uh, there was a big portion of the game that takes place in like a small African village, and you are, uh, you're Chris Redfield, I believe, in this one. Yep. And you yeah. are just yeah. going, going around sort of, uh, blowing away black people with, sort of that one was that their version of zombies was like i think at that point like weird worms that pop out of your head or something like that i forget yeah, it was an evolution of what what it was in four which is mostly just worms but it was like it it, it leaned on some like um dark continent tropes from like sure. uh early 20th century uh, hyper problematic sort of literature and it, it yeah it's it was wild that this game came out in the the late aughts I mean, it is aged even worse. Than yeah, of course. It looks then. I mean, there was an outcry in uh, seven when it was first sort of debuted. When they first started showing around, people were like, this feels bad. And then it was released and it did feel bad. And if you watch a video now in the year of our Lord 2021, you are basically just watching like a cop kill black people with a machete. It sucks. Yeah, it's like wild. it is extremely unpalatable. Yeah, uh, Chris Redfield has no, uh, there's really no scenario where this is great. I, I mean, it is worth noting there was another playable character, a black woman named Shiva, um, who, as far as I'm aware, was not in any of the other games. No, you could almost say that maybe she was introduced to make the uh, optics <laughs> slightly more palatable. But, but not, I mean, yeah. I'm talking a bit out of my lane here because obviously I'm not a video game developer and I am not uh, among the oppressed people that would be affected by uh, a, a game with these sorts of depictions. But like in my history as a game journalist, I think I there was a real period where you saw Japanese developers become aware that racial optics were a thing mm-hmm. and something they need to be aware of, mm. but not necessarily having the ability and, and, and Western developers too. I, I, yeah, I don't this mean to lay this completely far the not there. Yeah. Uh, 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 Japanese developers. But like, I think that you, because of the cultural divide there, I think that it was maybe more of a, 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 a challenge to like deal with 
racial issues in games without it like completely running afoul and not knowing how to really like uh, uh, handle it in a way that would would appeal to a lot of people and would, yeah. would feel tasteful to a lot of people. Yeah, it's um, a it, it, that is a hyper uh, complex issue that like yeah. not not to skirt it, but like we are you know not equipped to to handle sort of. Uh, I'm not even smart. I'm not smart enough to talk about it really. Right. I didn't want to say it's like it was a period that I observed where like there was a lot of these where it's like oh this yeah. doesn't feel great. Um, um, yeah, but I do want to mention uh, before we just talk about Resident Evil three real quick like if you remove the very which i agree with everything that's been said if you remove the like very untasteful and bad uh racial aspects to resident evil 5 as you a game that, it's actually a pretty good In game i do not do i do not it's agree. okay nah, it's, it's not very, great it's not it's a um it took all the wrong lessons from four yeah tried to push into like more action sure while that not necessarily with that not necessarily being like the strong suit of this franchise um yeah it basically picked up from the end of four which was like a very actiony game and just like continued that there was very little like high tension attention like survival horror there is no there is nothing there is no tension horror stuff in resident evil 5 to speak of whatsoever it is uh, yeah it is it's all just like machine guns yeah and, and it feels weird because it it sets it down the the sort of uh bad path towards resident evil 6 which was sort of the nadir of this of this franchise it was, because yeah. it was a full-blown action game but uh it feels almost like it was there to justify like the tone of the game was there to justify mercenaries which was the multiplayer mode mm. included in in 5 which was you know a fairly story free just romp where you just shoot um, lots of dudes and that's sort of also lean on co-op a lot that um, wasn't bad right, uh, i remember the co-op being okay but uh yeah five is a, five's a mess and i know what you're wondering justin in your 2009 review uh of resident evil 5 <laughs> for joystick how much criticism did you bring to the racial issues that you uh uh are so strongly opinionated about now some uh 12 years later and the answer reader is is obviously none not a, even a passing mention yeah. in that review we you know we all had a lot of going on to do sure. I, the, <laughs> I don't know i said it was fine here's my review it's fine. <laughs> it's fine i wrote it's all just fine um mm. and resident evil 3 is cool and i like it i like yeah, resident well, evil 3 it's a different vibe where rather than like exploring you are basically like just trying to stay alive for extended periods of time. It is very much like the sense of being hunted for an entire game, which I think is a cool departure from one and two. Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about, well, actually a lot about Resident Evil 3 when we talked about the remake uh, last year. But at, at its core, like, I don't think it is as special as like Resident Evil 2 was. Yeah. Um, It, I think, leans again too heavily on the, actiony stuff and the main bad guy it doesn't do anything for me but um it doesn't feel 100 disgusting so that's a plus yeah i mean it's the yeah. it's it, it was did two i i know two remake had mr x i don't remember was that in nemesis was three right nemesis was three but mr x the big uh sort of bald gentleman who just walks around very slowly and follows you around was also in two remake was that in the original two? It's been a while since I've played 
the original Resident Evil 2. I genuinely I can't thought remember. that there was a tyrant, but I don't know that the mechanics were exactly the yeah. same. Um I, I, I think three is a fine game. I, I think of the I think of the you know Resident Evil one, two, three as sort of a a, a trilogy because they were, mm. you know, PlayStation One titles and there is like a through line of the evolution of them and they came out fairly close together. Uh but for for my money, like three was a bit of a step back from from two because two was just like a really good action adventure game with like a really um like fascinating exploration of this whole city and like a really nice sort of power curve which is an important thing for these games like Mm -hmm. making you weak when you start out and then feel empowered by the you know by the later portions of the game uh and three does that fine i don't know i'm glad that they did the remake of three because it 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 was better. It was a better package of, of what yeah. they did. But um, I think three definitely beats five. Cause five, yeah, is I think I, I would give it to three for sure. Uh, so all good there. All right. Justin, do you, do you concur? Yes, I agreed. Okay. Uh, the next round, we're going to be deciding resident evil code Veronica versus resident evil six. And I do think that this is going to be a bit of a trouncing, yeah yeah six yeah six is not a good game i don't six is not only not a good game i i would argue it is the worst game of the entire series yeah it's it's well yeah of the ones we're discussing of the of the ones we're discussing right of the main ones the the for those that don't recall the spirit of six was basically like we are bringing all the series together we had like chris redfield and claire and and there's leon over here but now we're going to bring them all into the same game and it's going to be this climactic build and build and exciting and the way they presented that was that they'd have like discrete levels where it'd be like okay this is a leon level it's gonna feel like survival horror-y and creepy and then this is a chris level and it's gonna feel like super action-y and there's like zombies with like karate moves in this and like flipping down from the sky from rockets and like it just doesn't it feels terrible like it's not a fun game to play and um, I think like it was just like absolutely savage when it came out. Like no one liked this game. Uh, whereas I think for most of the other ones, there's always like a camp that's like, okay, yeah, this is pretty good. But this was just devastated to the point where like they literally had to reboot the series after this. Yeah. Like that's pretty telling. Which is good. Yeah. I mean, they the, it seven is a huge reversal from six in every conceivable way so like as a launch pad for a better thing to come out of it like Mm -hmm. there's something redeemable about six but it's uh it's not great and uh, at the same time i don't harbor a lot of affection for code veronica which is to say like yeah i know i played it on dreamcast because there wasn't a ton of stuff to play on dreamcast uh and i it i don't remember hardly anything about it well, the interesting thing about Code Veronica is that it was the first um, 3D Resident Evil game. And let me caveat that by saying, like, previous Resident Evil games basically had uh, pre-rendered environments that you would, like, move through. By which you mean literal, like, vert, pretty much sti- still images, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So previously, yeah, they were right. still images, but it, like, look, it was like an optical illusion where it was like a matte, matte painting right. where it looked like you were actually exploring these environments, but it was all pre-rendered. Code Veronica was the first game, if I am correct, where it had, like, physical, like, environments that you would, like, 3D po- polygonal environments that you're walking through. And because of that, this game has aged really badly yeah like way yeah. worse than any of the like one through three look dramatically better in a lot of ways than code veronica does that's because not it was accurate the... but i see what you're saying sorry 
That, that's not. I mean, one. You don't think and, so? No, they look terrible. They, they look. I mean, one. Man, I don't. I the, the textures. One looks. The textures in Code Veronica look so rough, my my dude, and that is it's really yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. I I I you know, gameplay wise, Code Veronica basically more or less plays a lot like the one through three. Um, so you really just have this like environment, and the environment, for what it's worth, is like a fucking prison island, which never really did anything for me. Yeah. Like it's not a thrilling environment to explore. Um, I think it gets a lot of love. Partially because Dreamcast and like the love for Dreamcast exclusives, hooray. Uh, and I think people, um, you know, I think it's kind of a dark horse in the Resident Evil series. I don't think it's a terrible, awful game, but in the same way that like going back and playing one through three is bad um, because the controls, same thing here, but you also have the added downside of like, oh, this is like a 1.0 3D world. Yeah. And it's, is rough. It is, it's but it, 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 let's not waste any more time because it's it is not Resident Evil Six. So it, okay. it has won by default. I would say. Um, Congrats to Resident Evil Three and Code Veronica for surviving the play-in playoffs. Yeah, you know, Code Veronica was originally supposed to be the third one. That was, that was what oh, I didn't know working. that. Yeah, it was originally supposed to be the follow-up to two, and then uh, Sony wanted one more on the, on the PlayStation. Platform. And they asked really, they asked yeah. really nicely. So nice. They said no money. They actually involved. they said please, and please. Capcom was like, "Okay, fine, you stinker." Uh, so yeah, I'm so glad that Resident Evil Three and Code Veronica could, could make it through to this next part where they will be instantly thrown right in the dumpster and pushed into a big pit uh, because they are going up against some real slam dunk arenas. Yeah, they are. Uh, so so round two, part one is Resident Evil Three versus. Resident Evil 4, the Leon one. It is Resident Evil 4, and I realize I sound like a, a real hipster every time I say this, but the Wii version of Resident Evil 4 is maybe my favorite like Resident Evil experience I've ever had. That game whips ass, and the like, action-y elements of 4 only worked for me when I was controlling it with the raw power of Nintendo's Wiimote. <laughs> it was, it, it, there was something, uh, you know, Resident Evil 4 is still pretty tanky, right? You are not very mm -hmm. fleet-footed, uh, and it, it is a little bit clumsy. Like, it is not the slickest action game ever. So taking sort of the... Um, the aiming away from the 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 sticks and just making it something that you control with the Wiimote, which worked like way better than it had any right to, was was fantastic, and it added a feel yeah. to the game that like you know getting that that auto shotgun, the striker, I think is what it was called, and like using your Wiimote to aim that at a zombie's head and blowing them away, like it felt fantastic it's one of my favorite wii games so it's this this yeah. is the one to be in maybe in my book and for and for those that don't recall or haven't played it uh resident evil 4 was the first um behind the shoulder over the shoulder resident evil game so all the remakes now use this perspective of like third person traditional over the shoulder aiming and this was the first time they had really done it in a resident evil game was four uh it was set in a european village uh very similar to resident evil village and uh it you know as griffin alluded to like has 
more of an action-y bent, but still has like the survival horror DNA. The thing that like stands out to me about four, you start and you just like walk into this village and it feels like a Resident Evil game, which is to say it's slow and it's creepy and but there's like a grounded nature to it that like brings you into it. And obviously very quickly that dissolves into zombies. But that introduction is something that I think is still missing from some Resident Evil games. I think seven pulled it off. I mean, eight, like, eight for, literally recreates it beat for beat. So I don't know that it yeah, was missing. Well, from eight. I wouldn't agree with that actually. So I think eight, there's really no moment in eight where you like meet like a normal, like people that turn into zombies like eight within the first five minutes, you are like fighting. Yeah, that's fair. Straight up zombies. Whereas like, Resident Evil 4 has that intro moment where you like walk in and and people are, I believe they're speaking Spanish. I think it's supposed to be like a, like in Spain or uh, it's definitely in Europe, but uh, they speak Spanish. I don't know that they ever like specifically classify and, it. And um, goes without saying, still not great from an optics standpoint right, because you are like an American agent running into a city killing people, but it does a better job portraying this as like a fantasy universe. It gets, it gets uh, way over the top. Way quickly to the end point where you're like riding a jet ski out of an exploding cave after you just like blew up a uh, a big monster (laughs) with a rocket launcher. Uh, It's like it gets that it gets so wild so fast. Yeah, I you know you're also trying to rescue the president's daughter. Like it's that (laughs) game is 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 poppycock in a way that is uh, a, a genuine delight and like. I don't know if you've if you're new to the series and you really enjoyed Village, play four because the connective tissue between those two games is like undeniable. Yeah. It's interesting though; it's more of a, like a thematic connect. It's almost like um, pastiche. I mean, yeah. would that be like an accurate way of describing it? Like, it's not like one-on-one references. It's just sort of like um, it's in in conversation with Resident Evil Four. How's that? Like, it, it assumes a. Uh, a knowledge of Resident Evil 4. Um, I think Resident Evil 4 also, I will say, and I know this is not a popular opinion, but whatever, as I've tried to return to it over the years, I think that Resident Evil 4 has benefited by its contrast to the first three and how good it was initially. And I think that like people still sort of hold it up, maybe give it a little more credit because of how different it was and because of what a big jump it was from three. Um, and tr- elevate it above some of the later games in the franchise that I think uh, succeed uh, yeah. Resident Evil, a lot better. I think Resident Evil 4 of the first, of those first, I guess, five games, if you include uh, uh, Code Veronica, is the only one that I can go back to and play the original version and enjoy right. myself. Right, right, See, right. just the only right, one. I don't know. And, I, and that is actually quite an accomplishment for a 3D game that came out in, what was it, 2003, somewhere around there? For that long ago to still have that staying power is extremely rare. Yeah. And it shows that they really locked into something special. It's a it's a bummer. Plant's uh internet crapped out like ten seconds before we started recording. It's a bummer he's not here. Because he was he was actually playing it for the first time. He had never played it before just this week. And I really wanted to hear more of like his perspective of experiencing it now and whether it like works for him yeah. without that nostalgia tied in. Well, we'll, cir- uh, we'll circle back, back next week and, and ask him. Yeah. yeah he'll be I back next week. Hang around. I, I mean, who knows though? Resident Evil three might beat Resident no, Evil four Res- right now. No, Resident Evil four. Is no, it's not no. going to happen. Um, no, Resident Evil three is a good game though. The next one yeah. is going to be pretty easy too. Cause it's Resident Evil code Veronica versus Resident Evil seven, which is probably, Next to four, my favorite 
of the of the Resident Evil games. I've been wrestling with a lot with uh, if I liked eight or seven better because eight does a lot of things really really well, but uh, seven just like seven just floored me in a way that was so surprising, and I feel like I kind my expectations were much higher for eight, and while it met those expectations, it wasn't this like constant surprise of like oh my god like this is a completely different thing from the last terrible game that came out in this series. Mm. Um, seven is. I don't think there has been a, I don't know, well, I'll say this and then immediately think of something else, but, like, it's hard to summon up a, like, long-running franchise that has turned it around to this extent. Like, credit to them, Six was widely panned, and then they did several other games. <laughs> but then... For the next major entry in the franchise, they really did like tear the entire thing down and make a new game like that had not a ton of connective tissue to the last one. Virtually not. Uh, like, or to the franchise that yeah. they've been working on for 20 years mm-hmm. um, and uh, created something that became the best selling one ever. So, like, yeah. I mean, it's it's a massive, incredible success that I think more developers could like take something from in terms of like killing your little darlings and, and really reinventing in a way that is like not trying to guess what the players will want, but rather like uh, the, or the, the existing fan base will want. How's that? Mm -hmm. But rather like what, what is the thing that makes the most sense right here in this moment? Also obviously hugely inspired by PT, but the two, games that like spring to mind as being like the equivalent of that are breath of the wild and uh metroid prime but see neither of those like, neither of those games were preceded by a terrible game like sure but they but they were like we're gonna take this franchise that's pretty beloved and like go in a completely different direction with it yeah um and that's extremely risky but i would argue cash cow capcom's done that before with resident evil 7 in resident evil 4 like a, yeah. one two three code veronica like you can there those games are very similar even though mm-hmm. code veronica is not you know pre-rendered and all that jazz like it is a very very similar game to the first three and then resident evil 4 is nothing like those games and i don't think features like a lot of characters from from the series and it's so interesting that seven does the same thing because six was like justin said well, four has leon and this ada is, and Wesker. yeah i guess that's a, a good guys point. this is madness are we literally just at the halfway point here you're right come on it's resident this Evil is seven. end of sh- end of show congratulations to seven seven wins now now we are going to move on to a commercial break y'all you already know how much i love our sponsor of the week rocket money they make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need keep the ones you want get rid of the rest here's how it works rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps lower your bills they'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20 percent all you have to do is take a picture of your bill and rocket money takes care of the rest that might sound too good to be true i have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments i have and it's worked which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies 
and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. We're going to go through these quicker because we're getting bogged down and this is taking forever. We're actually Resident- doing well because there's really only two matchups left for this for this episode. So Okay, I Resident Evil versus Resident Evil 2. Uh, this is interesting. Yeah. This is where I think, think this is probably my favorite well, we, It's where we start having to make some decisions about what we are valuing in this ranking versus <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I still, I, and I've said this previously, like I think nostalgia and like setting new ground is only worth so much in these cases, whereas I look more to, you know, at the core, what is the quote better game? Um, I think Resident Evil, the Resident Evil Two remake, um, highlighted the absolute best parts of the original Resident Evil Two on PlayStation, yeah. while also making it like not a shitty game to control. Yeah, um, which helped quite a bit. But even original Resident Evil Two had the tank controls that still didn't feel very good, and it was it was uh, it was a masterpiece. That's, that game, yeah. that game is good as hell. Like you talk about like a good horror story, a good like it it tells a really good zombie story, which is not really a re- metric that we've leveraged against this this series so far, but like it, it can hang with with uh, you know, some of the best zombie media, I feel like having that truck crash at the very beginning and having the two protagonists separated and you're surrounded by flaming cars and like an army of zombies is like an unforgettable way for for a, a game to start and it it only gets it only gets wilder from there um yeah i i think resident evil is a historic game obviously because it spawned a hugely long-running series and it's definitely super memorable 
Uh, and it was it was remade for GameCube, um, and you know certainly got a, a glow up there. But it is tough to get over a lot of the pacing issues with Resident Evil, uh, which is to say, every time you open the door, there is like a door opening cinematic, uh, and the puzzles are uh, like as obtuse as this series gets uh which like resident evil 2 definitely has some obtuse puzzles but resident evil just like ev- around every corner was a a, a a tough one it also reminds me that all of the original game really through code veronica had this like ridiculous inventory system where you had to you could only carry like three items yeah. at a time you had like oh a green herb and a box of bullets and a gun yeah and that's it it was it, it had some major issues um i do i do agree though griffin i think resident evil 2 at its core the like star of it is the environment like the police station and the surrounding city and resident evil obviously you've got the, the castle whatever the, it is, mansion. the mansion um but i don't think it uh lands quite with the like I don't know, the fam- familiarity that Resident Evil 2 has mixed with the outrageousness of like, hey, there's zombies in this familiar environment right. uh, really, I think, sticks with people and continues to like really land to this day. Yeah. Um, so I, I I agree with you, Griffin. I, I think Resident Evil 2 is the winner here, but uh, I want to hear what Justin has to say. Um, It's tough. You know, Resident Evil, I, I definitely like, uh, it's kind of like Assassin's Creed where it's like, you have to give it credit for just like working. Like it just sticks together enough to, to land. I mean, there's obviously progenitors here alone. In the dark, I think being the most notable um, clock tower, but there were, there were a few. Yeah. But I mean, this is like, it's seminal. It's landmark. It like, it basically invents a genre fundamentally. Uh, and it's just not, I mean, two is just an elevation in every way that you would want it to be an elevation. Um, and like, if we're not going to declare, as we've said before, if we're not going to declare Resident Evil the winner, you know, then I think you have to give it to two. Right. Yeah. It's either Resident Evil wins this whole thing because it like you can't get more important than Resident <laughs> Evil, uh, or it's is a very no, this is competent this is not the most more entry. important D's podcast. This yeah. is the best D's podcast. I'm okay. Talking about yeah. The best games. Good. Yes. Then that's. I mean, that's Resident Evil two. Amen. Okay. Last matchup for this episode, Resident Evil Village versus Resident Evil Zero. Quick refresher. Obviously, we talked a lot about Village. I was about to just get real quick. If you could just tell me what that is, that would be so cool. Resident Evil Zero was a prequel to Resident Evil 1. It came out exclusively on GameCube. It was actually the first, like, GameCube exclusive uh, when uh, Capcom came over. Um to start making exclusive games, uh, Resident Evil games for GameCube is like a big deal. And uh, it is set before the events of the first game, as I mentioned. You play as two different characters, which is pretty typical. The difference being here, uh, you can actually swap between the characters at will, like whenever you want to. Um, And that uh, obviously manifests in puzzles. If you're like near one another, you can uh, trade items between the two characters, uh, which is actually pretty interesting. It also like really showed off the um, visual enhancements that were like introduced with the remakes of the original Resident Evil and stuff like that. I think it visually, you could still play this game and be like, oh, this looks pretty good, actually. Um, Once again, it is stymied by the fact that like, you know, inventory is still an issue, even though you've got two characters. The tank controls are still an issue because they're the tank controls. Um, 
it's still that core early Resident Evil that has definitely not aged well. I think you could probably do a remake of this game and make it much more interesting. But where it's at right now, where it hasn't been remade, uh, apart from like an HD re-release, um, it's still feeling pretty creaky, I would say. Yeah. Mm. It's just, it it's, it is... Kind of, it's kind of forgettable. Like I remember, th- I, I I didn't. Literally. I definitely yeah. I didn't finish it, but I do remember it came out. I think around the same time as Eternal Darkness. Yeah. Which I, I I think you could compare these two games because Eternal Darkness is also you know kind of a survival horror game that is obviously much grander in scope. But Resident Evil Zero just did not feel like an evolution of Resident Evil 1, which is wild because they had already done that. They had already evolved yeah. Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2. It's, yeah, it, also the AI for your partner, I remember was pretty, pretty rough uh, at times. Uh, not not the most helpful um, cyber friend there. Um, <laughs> but it looked great. It was, it, I remember the, the like tone of the game was was pretty great and, I don't know if you're gonna go with like tank controls and tight corridors, which is what the early Resident Evil games kind of was their bread and butter. You can't do much better than setting the whole thing on a train for the most time part. So I, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. Love trains. Love trains. It's not the whole thing is not on a train. A lot of it's on there a is train. a large chunk of it on a train. And that does. I mean, I think that settles it. Train is best <laughs> of all the different modes of transportation. Uh, but village but is not of all the video games. Yeah, village is the better game. I don't think we need to go too deep into village. We literally just talked about it. It's a good. Yeah, it's a very it, good. When game. it wins this whole thing, it's going to get its. its oh, interesting. For well, sure. And now here, I just want to set this up because because in the next episode we are going to be putting the true best Resident Evil games. I think it was bound to happen, but here are the uh, uh, the matchups. Uh, I haven't figured out who's going to go against who, but essentially we have Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 2, and Resident Evil Village going up against one another uh, in, in the next episode, so, so look forward to that. But before we get into that, uh, we do have some quick questions from readers, so thank you for sending in some questions. Uh, ooh, this is a good one. I'm going to ask Justin this question. This is from Angry Aria on Twitter. If you had the money, which obtuse puzzle or puzzles would you put into your own home, and what would it be hiding? Um, I guess I. This is extremely personal. This feels very personal, doesn't it? This makes me feel very vulnerable. I don't remember any of the puzzles from Resident Evil games. They're all pretty stupid. I would probably do one with chess pieces. Mm. Wild about chess. And I think it would be locking up my woodworking uh, mm. equipment just because that's a safety thing. Yeah. You know, like that's going to keep the little ones out um, and make for a, a safer work environment. Uh, yeah. Um, if, if, especially if my kids are having to run and look under the, like push the bookshelf aside to try to find the rook to go put in the door to daddy's shop. Like they're never going to put in the effort to do that. They won't even watch an entire episode of Bluey without trying to kill each other. So uh, that would be my, that would be my choice. What about you guys? Yeah, I, I, I well, I was just speculating. I think it'd be terrifying to know what the next step is once they got the woodworking equipment, where they would go with that. They have to combine it. They have to disassemble it and then combine it. And then it turns into uh, uh, what's the one with the photographer guy? Oh God, dead, dead rising, dead right, dead rising. Yes. Oh yeah. Then they have to start gluing together daddy's Frank. tools to battle um, the zombies. I mean. At one point in Resident Evil 8, you are carrying around, I believe, four different 
statues, like four different busts that you am I am I remembering that correctly? Or are you just no, that's putting right. the faces? Ma- the masks is that what faces? it is? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just no. love in in pretty much every Resident Evil game there is a puzzle where there is a room with four statues in it, and you have to yeah. do stuff to the statues. And I think it'd be great to just have four statues. You walk into my house yeah, and, and you're greeted by four statues. Maybe they're knights. Maybe they are. Uh, scary, just scary faces. Um, but you've got to put a gemstone in one of them, and one of them sure. has a crank, and some of them you have to play a piano to make a key come out. And um, yeah, I just want four statues. That's it. And that's how you activate your dishwasher. Yeah, the dishwasher is there's a you have to switch switch the circuit breaker because it does flip yep. it quite often, and then you have to do put the four masks in on the statues in the foyer. Got it. Um, do we want to do another question? Yeah, let's do another question. Uh, this is from Pelican Patronus. Would you rather see see them do a new remake treatment to Resident Evil 1 or Resident Evil 4? They already did one. They already remade one, technically speaking. Yeah, but not really. They they just like gave it a glow up. They didn't change the actual game of it. I think he's uh, 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 he, uh, they're probably talking about a like reimagining of the actual gameplay. Um uh, here's what I'm going to say. I think Resident Evil 4, as I've mentioned before, you can go back and play right now and still have a really good time. Resident Evil 1, not so much. So I kind of want, I kind of want a 1 because it would give me a little more range. I will say if Resident Evil 4 could get the VR treatment in the way that Resident Evil 7 did, that would be amazing. Well, they are actually doing a Resident Evil 4 Oh my God, fully yeah, you're right. VR. Oh yeah, you're right. You wished it into existence, Griff. Hey, it that's happened. the secret, is to say things that you forgot about existed and then pretend that you made them happen with your own cool. intentions. Uh, thank you for those questions. Uh, sh- any honorable mentions? Anything anyone is playing? Uh, only- I dipped into uh, Resident. Uh, sorry, not Resident. Resident Evil Near Replicant. Um, I don't know. It just seemed like something to play. It seemed like it would be fun. Uh, you and loved I liked it so it. much the first time. Well, that the first time I was laying back, I wanted to get past it. It felt like important to have the closure to like get past the part that I rage quit last time. That um, ended. That tarnished forever your video games journalism career. Yeah, ended it basically. Um. The uh no and I really I've been digging it. It's it's very like especially with as much as I loved the aesthetics of Automata, like being able to have a little bit of that flavor uh, and and explore it in a new world and sort of getting it a little bit more, mm. like understanding sort of where this might be heading or uh you know some like some of the quirks of the thing. It is as Plant I think alluded to like it's still way too wasteful of the player's time. Like there's a lot of backtracking. A lot of the side quests are so stupid and pointless. And like, it feels like a commentary in a way that's like, that's fine, but you're kind of playing with my time to make the point. Like I get it. Like, okay, fine. This Ted talk Uh, could have been five minutes long. Y'all. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but the combat feels good. There's a lot of flexibility with like the different powers that you use. Um, the, the, the writing is, Okay, um, and I'm I'm excited to see sort of where it goes. I am struggling with uh, my completionist nature to like I want to do all the dumb little bad the side swords. Quests I, like, I I understand you need. To I get hear all the about swords. the swords. You got to get all the swords. I asked Plant to tell me what I should be concerned about, and he said we'll talk about it during the show. And then he's not on the show. He did. So. Chris would want me to say he published a, a mea culpa on Twitter that uh, you can buy the swords at the end of the game. He was mistaken. You can. Folks, you can buy the swords. 
Oh, thank God. So please. Hey, are you guys going to play? I don't know if you guys, have either you guys played Biomutant? Not yet. No. no. Um, That's the furry game, right? Well, it's a reductionist. It but. has furry creatures in it. Um, I mean, that's what I mean. So does Banjo. Kasui. Yeah, so does Rest, so does, so does uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, which is the only game that I've. Uh, I don't have a lot of gaming time, but when I do, I spend it playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Did you guys know I, that uh, that game is free to play all the way up through the end of the first expansion? That's a bonkers <laughs> amount of video game that they I'm give not, away for I'm free. sorry, Griffin. Russ, I think you would. Fantasy. I think you should. Get that it. game is like the GameStop stock of video games. It's like I never know the right time to get in, yeah. but it always seems like a month ago. And there's always a bunch of <laughs> it there's always like, a bunch of nerds. Oh, it's, no, it's really popping off now, but you actually have to play through 60 yeah. hours of stuff to get to the good And there's stuff. always a bunch of nerds trying to bump that uh, uh unnaturally by t- trying to get other people to play it. But uh folks, it's uh, it's good stuff. Uh I'm playing uh I almost don't want to say this because I'm worried Nintendo is going to remember that it's an, an a thing that exists but it's called Another Metroid 2 remake. Oh yeah. It is a fan-made remake of Metroid 2 uh that came out originally in 2016 and was updated in 2020. It's for PC. Uh I think there might be an Android version as well and uh it's incredible. It's like someone took all the tenets from Super Metroid and put it into the uh, chasing down Metroid's mechanics of Metroid 2. So if you never liked Metroid 2 uh, and are looking for like what it could have been, well, uh, they already out another. They already did a remake of an official remake of Metroid 2 that a lot of people liked, which so I actually also really liked. Yeah, I didn't for what didn't care worth. for it, but so, I'm curious about this one. Yeah, this one is really phenomenally done and really interesting. And uh, yeah, it's you just Google uh, AM2R to find it. But uh, totally fan-made and free. Uh, so Nintendo, be nice to them. Please. But they won't. <laughs> so next week, Chris will be back, hopefully, and we are going to actually pick the best Resident Evil game. Yeah. And, and we've got quite the range, uh, as we mentioned. Uh, we've got the, the heavy hitters coming at you. I'd also bet that I'm going to talk more about Final Fantasy fourteen. Chris is probably going to talk about Nier a whole bunch. Um, I'm going to dip into Biomutant. I downloaded it. Okay. I'm, I'm desperate for new stuff to play, and I don't necessarily want to hang with... I don't know. Near Automata feels like, I don't know. I worry that I could be wasting my time sometimes. <laughs> and, and we do have uh, coming up in the very near future, we've got a new Ratchet game, which is an actual like PS5 exclusive, yep. which hasn't happened since Demon's Souls, which is exciting. So that's, but that's uh, in two weeks. So we've got a lot to look forward to. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, you can follow us on Twitter at the Besties Pod. You can leave us a rating or review on the, the podcast platform of your choice. We love the reviews; they're we great. The if reviews. you haven't done it yet, please please do it. You never know when we'll be singing them again. Could happen. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you can also, I think we got some merchandise over at McElroyMerch.com. We have a Besties shirt, and there may be more coming. So stay tuned for that. And uh, that's gonna do it for us for this week. So. Be sure to join us again next week for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Steve.